Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shizmanski. Jared, how are you? Joe, I'm, I'm good. I'm real, real, real good. I'm real good. Good. I, uh, I really have to work like two and a half, three days this week. Uh, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to my parents this weekend. Uh, so, you know what? I'm good. Just nice and good. That is great. How about you? You're sweating outside. I am. I'm sweating outside. It's pretty muggy, a little buggy, um, but man, nice enough. It's not raining. Thank God it's a dad podcast so I can talk about this, but the bugs have been awful this year. Oh, they're really rough. I uh, Usually this, well, the last few weeks, this yard has been encased in flies because of this damn mulberry tree above mm-hmm. me dropping all its berries, but uh, I have to spray off the deck after we're done here because there's a lot of leaves and bugs and detritus just all over it that's that was a big word detritus <laughs> that like detritus detri- is that detroit but like leaves no okay i don't know what detritus is what does it look detritus like? detritus it's just like uh like i don't know like uh nature build up <laughs> N- near what? like in the forest like you know the little leafies and sticks and just that's kind of laying around the ground detritus uh uh okay yeah like detritus all right i it's just nature garbage that's what it is yeah basically nature garbage all right okay so, there you go podcast done we're done there for today thanks for listening don't spend all that knowledge in one place <laughs> <laughs> wrong one wrong oh, one sorry wrong wrong big dad energy podcast yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, well that's fun that's fun yeah uh yeah we uh so i started playing softball again uh played softball last thursday and i have no less than 20 mosquito bites on me oof and it is awful like the rain so it's for those who don't know or you're in the part of the country where it hasn't rained or you're not in our country it has rained nonstop for the last i would say month and a half maybe even a whole uh, two months like it yeah. has been disgusting and it's just led to these mosquitoes just going insane there's a park next to our house like just down this that little side street next to my house um and we tried to go to it the other day and we took ben out put him in the swing and we left three seconds later because we were just getting swarmed by mosquitoes it's awful it's so bad we uh we went to a birthday party on saturday um and they sprayed the yard. It was my sister's, and they sprayed the yard for mosquitoes. It's a big yard, but Cora still got ate up. She got like Ugh. several on her face, a couple on her back, like just all over the place. That's awful. And the kids, yeah. it's it. I mean, not it sucks for us, right, to get bug bites, but like the kids, it makes it so much worse because they don't really understand what happened, right? They're not like, oh, a bug bit me, and now I'm itchy. They're like, I have bumps. And I'm itchy, and I don't know why, and yeah. it just makes it that much worse. Oh yeah, it's awful. Well, it's awful. But uh, what uh, what'd you do this weekend? Well, Joe, you know what I did on Friday because we hung Heck out. Yeah, we hung we out. We did. We did it again. We did it again. We played some Dungeons and Dragons. We did. We did major nerd shit. It was like we did Thursday night. We recorded the dad talk for nerd shit, and then we played Dungeons and Dragons on Friday for extra nerd shit, and then you know. It was great. Yeah. It was uh it was fun. We also played with Kevin and Luke from Best Song Ever. Yeah, it was uh, a podcast crossover. 
It was great. And they also recorded about Loki and released an episode that day about Loki. There is no proof that we're not the same podcast, but just in different <laughs> forms. There's no proof. Exactly. Exactly. But that was fun. It was a good time. We went over to your house. We had some pizza. We rolled some dice. Had yeah. some beers. It was I it was the first time that I like hosted in the house. So all oh, the yeah. other times, right? Like last year with COVID, we hung outside a lot and um we did like that little Super Bowl party this year where uh you and DeRosa came over, but like um Luke had never been to my house, and I don't think Kevin had really been inside my house. Gotcha. Now that I think about it, like, because we owned it all of quarantine, and right, I like, I don't think Kevin came had come inside yet. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it was nice. And then Kevin left his jacket here, so I have a little something to remember him by. So it's great. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful. So we did that on Friday. It was a blast. Um, and. I went to bed way too late, and then Ben woke me up way too early. So Saturday, I was a little yeah. bit groggy. Um, but what we did was we did a lot, or I mowed the lawn. Okay. I mowed the lawn on, mm-hmm. on uh, Saturday, and then I I totally blanked on what we... Uh, Katie and I, literally before coming down here, I was like, oh, this is what we did on Saturday. And then I blanked. I forgot what we did on Saturday. Let's see. You got ice cream yesterday. I know yeah. that for a fact. I did a lot of things yesterday, so I'll skip Saturday. Saturday, we like hung around the house, <laughs> did some projects. It was fine. It was I was cranky because I was tired. And, uh, yeah. But like I mowed the lawn, I got all that uh, taken care of because I had to do both. I had to mow the lawn and weed whip, and my I'll talk about it on, when I talk about Sunday. But pain to weed whip my house. So yeah, I mowed, got a few things done around the house, hung out mostly. Oh, that's what we did, and then we did like a date night and watched Black Widow. So I did watch. Black oh, Black. that's right. That's right. So Saturday night we did that. Sunday we had a day, Joe. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, we had a day. We woke up, went downtown Detroit, and we got uh, some coffee from Madcap Coffee. If you're in the Detroit area and you hadn't had Madcap Coffee, go get it. They're also from Grand Rapids. So if you're in either Grand Rapids or Detroit, go get Madcap Coffee. They're delicious. So we did that, and then while we were down there, Katie's like, "Well, you know, I want a a, sam- a breakfast sandwich for my breakfast place, uh, but because we never come downtown in the morning." I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." We walked like a block and a half over, uh, got a breakfast sandwich, uh, walked around. There's a nice little park there. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we saw one of the news anchors from the local news that Katie and I oh, watch nice. all the time. So that was kind of funny. Um, so that was cool. Um, came home. I'm saying um a lot here. Came home. Yeah. We put Ben to bed, went outside, hung up the lights finally in the backyard that we've been trying to hang okay. up for like two months. We both did it. I got up on the ladder. That was very sketchy. Um, <laughs> I need to buy my own big ladder. What I want is the one that like folds down into this one base, right? And then yeah. it folds or it extends out. Yeah, it's it, awful. I have one. Is it really that bad? It's an old one that was oh, gifted okay. to me. Kayla's dad gave it to me and he got it from Kayla's uncle. And uh it's it, it's probably just because it's old, but it's like really hard to unfold and configure and So the one I'm using, I borrowed from DeRosia the beer plug, and <laughs> it folds into four sections. But it has like okay. locks on it that you have to pop the lock and then o- unfold a section. But you yeah. have to do that twice on each section. Like you pop the lock, unfold it, and then it locks in. And you pop the lock, unfold it the rest of the way. You do that each time, and then when you're mm. up on this ladder, it like does not feel sturdy at all, at all. Yeah. Um, 
But I did it. I'm I'm I manned up. I went to the peak of my roof and I hung the lights. And now our backyard has cool little lights in it, so that was fun. Perfect. Yep. Um, chilled out for a while, and then right about the time Ben went down for his second nap, I went to work. Joe. I went to oh, work. geez. The lawn was so bad from all this rain, like disgusting. I don't know if you saw it when he came over on Friday, but I was like embarrassed is how bad it was <laughs> because it had it was just so long from the rain and i took the weed whipper and i have never gone through my entire battery on my weed whipper i went through the yeah. battery for my weed whipper and my blower all the way through. oh wow yep Holy i had to finish cow. it up with a broom because i couldn't wow my blower died i like the weeds were so tall and long and i had to get in it at each single crevice of my fence along the fence line and right. like cut out all the weeds and then I edged and then I edged again for good measure. Um, it was just, I was out there for like two and a half hours just weed whipping and edging and sweeping off the sidewalks. It was, I went ham. Dedication. I needed it. It looks so bad. Gotta, it looks so much better now. You got to outshine the backpack, backpack blower guy. Well, he was outside cleaning out his car when I was mowing. So I like waved to him. Just like, laughing him at up. you. Yeah. Give him like a what's up. He, he has his stupid mowing service come and do it all for him. He doesn't care about <laughs> the what goes into the hard work of your yard. Right. Well, oh, nice. Man. So what did you do on Saturday after we hung out Friday? Saturday, um, we got up and what did we do? Oh, we got a waffle maker. So we made chicken and waffles, Ooh, well, which is very good. I would, like it, uh, I would like it cleared up as you said that. Our friend Florian who's going to become a dad soon. We've talked about him. Yeah. Challenged me because it's a well-known fact I don't like brunch food. Truth. And he was eating burger and donuts, a burger on donuts. And I said, yeah, I was upset that there was lunch food and breakfast food mixed. And he challenged me and said, what, you don't like chicken and waffles? And I'm here to say chicken and waffles is a breakfast food. All in huh. one. When they're together, they are a breakfast food. A burger okay. and donuts is a mix of breakfast and lunch food, but chicken and waffles all together, it's a breakfast food. Huh, okay. There's no I'll law saying... Anytime during the day. There's no law saying you can't have chicken for breakfast. Correct. That's my sense. But you can also have it for brunch. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of that before <laughs> in my life. That's funny. So we made that Saturday morning. We had that, and then... um. Saturday. Hold on, hold on. I don't know. You fry the chicken yourself? I'm not done no. with chicken and God, no. Okay. Uh, because kale is gluten free, we have to buy. Um, well, this this particular chicken is actually like a cauliflower breading. Ooh. Um, it's not bad. It's pretty good, but it does have a pungent cauliflower. Like every once in a while, you get a whiff of that farty cauliflower yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, um, Katie, Katie has that problem with some of the, when we like are eating vegan. I've brought up yeah. like, hey, let's like use cauliflower it's like i don't i don't want to taste cauliflower yeah in this dish right like i don't i don't want them to mix so i get that yeah so uh so we just air fried those and then made the waffles with some gluten-free batter and did that um but i covered it in enough hot sauce and maple syrup to really just oh. take out the cauliflower if you drown it in maple syrup one one it's still breakfast and two it tastes delicious <laughs> exactly uh, and then Kayla left right around noon, noon thirty to go to a bridal shower. Oh right. Um, 
And so Cora uh, and I were on our lonesome. Uh, good thing we talked about it a week ahead of time. I know it. A little solo dating action. Um, but we had a birthday party to go to for my nephew. So we went to that. Uh, like I talked about earlier, it was my sister sprayed for mosquitoes. And it wasn't that bad because they have a huge, huge, they have a lot of property. Like they have a bunch of wildflowers, like covering acres and acres of their property. Oh, wow. Um, and their backyard butts right up to it. Um, so they sprayed for mosquitoes and it wasn't too bad, but just, you know, there was still some and she got bit a couple times, but there's a huge, inf- uh, inflatable, like uh, obstacle course thing. Ooh. Yeah. And she wasn't about it at first, but then my younger nieces, um, who are 10 and like four or five, okay. um, they started getting on it and Cora kind of walked over and started kind of looking at it and wanting to get on it. And then I put her on it and she was like, all right, getting used to it. And mm-hmm. then she saw the tunnel to start to go through it. And she like kind of walked up to it and like put her hand out to me. And now now her thing is, she says, help you. Like if she wants you for something. Oh, yeah. Like so you she help put her, me, but she'll say help you. She put her hand out and says, help you. And I was <laughs> like, you want me to go? So we went through it and we went through the whole obstacle course together. And it like ends with like going up this, I don't know, eight foot, 10 foot ladder yeah. to like go down the big inflatable slide. And I one-armed her and, like, King Konged up this ladder <laughs> <laughs> to the top. <laughs> Do you yell and, and beat your chest at the top? <laughs> I did. I swatted an airplane out of the sky. I knew it. Um, and then we slid down, and she loved it. So we were there for – it started at 2, and we left at, like, six thirty seven o'clock. Ooh. Kayla eventually met us there. And did she sleep all she, night after that? Yeah, she did. So she didn't nap at all during the day. And then um, – she fell asleep on the way home and then napped for like two hours and then woke back up for a couple hours. Um, and then Saturday night I was like ready to go. Like there was nothing, you know, downtown Clinton had a little thing going on. I was like, dang, if Cora was awake, we could go downtown, listen to some music, mm-hmm. have some drinks, but she was just out. So eventually I was just like, well, I'm just going to watch fear street. So I turned fear street on and, uh, had some drinks and just watched a scary movie. Uh, still a good, and night. yesterday, Still a good night. And yesterday we went to this pool splash pad in Ann Arbor. We met one of Kayla's friends and her daughter. Um, but it was cool. So the splash pad was like in a pool. So the pool is maybe two feet deep at the deepest part. And oh. it like slowly inclined down to that. So Cora could like stand throughout the whole thing. Um, but when she like stood in the deep end, it was like up to her chin and mouth. But oh, she wow. still did it. And she good loved it. That girl loves water. So when you and Katie want, we'll meet in Ann Arbor and, and go. Uh, play with Ben and Cora and in the pool. That sounds like a blast. Ben is yeah. also loves water. When we were at, so the wedding we went to last weekend or two weekends ago, um, mm-hmm. it was on a lake. Uh, it was at Katie's aunt's house, house on a lake, and Ben wanted nothing to do with any of the wedding things. All he wanted to do was stare at the boats driving by and go. In oh, the water. really? All he wanted to see boats and go in the water. That's nice. All. So he's a huge water baby. The only thing he's still not great with putting his head under right like yeah we'll we'll try not we'll not that we dunk him in the bath but like gently put his head near the water and you know we splash some water near his face to try and get him used to it and he just isn't having it isn't having it yeah so yeah cora she slipped and went underwater a couple times and like you know freaked out (laughs) a little bit i i kind of want to get her into swimming lessons though so that way she just gets used to it but us too she's yeah she's not too bad in it that's pretty good well, that yeah. sounds like a good weekend, all in all. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Everybody had a great weekend. It was quick. It's way too fast. And, uh, yeah, and here we are on a Monday. Yeah, and what a Monday it was. 
What a Monday. Well, speaking of the start of a new week, let's check yeah. in on Kayla. Let's see what Kayla's okay. been doing this week. Let me uh, let me get her. Kayla, are you free? She's on her way. Good. Good. Hi, Kayla. Hey, Jared. How are you? How are you feeling? Uh, pretty tired today and hot. Our house is 81 degrees right Ooh. now. <laughs> that is hot. Yeah, I've reached the stage of pregnancy where I'm too lazy to go to every room in the house and try to lean over furniture with a belly to close the window. So I'm just going to suffer and, and <laughs> whine about it. <laughs> that is a new level of laziness of, of not wanting yeah. to close windows to turn on air. That's that's yeah. pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Bad. <laughs> well, so what week is it? It is week. It's 14 in five days. So okay. just a hair shy of. 15. What day what day of the week do your days turn over? You think I could do math? What's it? What's two day? Wednesdays? Is it Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. On Wednesday. Yeah. I guess I could do that myself. Uh yep. <laughs> <laughs> ours was Fridays. Every Friday it turned over for us. Yeah. Uh so Katie wants to know, and I'm saying this because this is something that, that my wife would ask, is how big is the baby? Like we talked about it last week. You said it was a bean size. So like, I just want to know, like, how big is the baby? So I'm going to try really hard this time and not lie to you and get this vegetable right. Yeah. It's an avocado and a, in a, in a green bean are two jalapeno. very different things. Yeah. Jalapeno, jalapeno, that's right. yeah. I mean, they're like the same length, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, this week is a beet. Um, and it lets my app lets you pick other fun shaped items. So oh, yeah. the other item that our baby is the size of is a troll doll. <laughs> <laughs> With the hair or without the hair? Um, you know, that's a that's a fun question. I don't know. That's terrifying to think of like a troll doll sized human just like living inside of me like I a ca- parasite right now. I kinda love it. I kinda love the troll doll uh visual. Yeah, it feels like it though. That's because very good. I'm starting to feel him, so I'm like just imagining a troll doll oh, yeah. now, just like Scurrying around, oh, yeah. kicking organs, punching things. It's fine. Did you say how many weeks you were? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 14. Yeah. So you're not quite through the first trimester yet, right? Technically, my app said at 14 weeks, you start the second trimester. But I oh. know some people counted at 13, some at 14. I think so. I'm freshly in the second. Are you out of the woods? Like, are you still getting sick? Yeah. Thankfully, I am not having the nausea that I had. For me, it was kicking in at like 8 p.m. at night, and I would just want to lay there, and I felt like I had vertigo or like I was hungover. So I don't know who named it morning sickness. For me, it was bedtime sickness, but everybody's different. Katie was the same no. way. Yeah. Um, thank goodness I finally feel good and not um, as sick. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that such a refreshing feeling? I remember when Katie finally came out of like feeling like she was going to puke after every meal that we ate. Mm-hmm. Like she was like a whole new woman. Like it was, it was yeah. just so relieving. Hey. Hi. Says hi. <laughs> um, yeah. The only thing that still weirdly lingers that makes me feel not great is just like straight up room temperature water. That's the quickest way to make my stomach flip. And what I don't an like, it's odd... plain. Yeah. Like, what, what more plain thing? <laughs> so it's, I'm like into lemonade and juice and like, flavorless any, like LaCroix. water. Yeah, just plain, like, from the tap water, that's how I'm going to yak this time around. Okay, self, we'll we'll go with it. You know, people say the human body's a miracle. I say it's a nut house. 
Yeah, that's really what it feels like. Like for having two brains inside of me right now, I do feel more like a a dumb nut house right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing works. Everything's where it's not supposed to be. Well, that's Buckle fantastic. Up. It's we gonna got be a great. lot of week for this. Just don't forget, it's gonna be great. You only have yeah, you only have six more months. Yeah, oh, it's fine. It's <laughs> only fine. six January more months. It's easy. Soon enough. It's fine. <laughs> No, I couldn't be more excited. I'm in a good spot. Second trimester, much easier usually. Um, a little bit more energy. You feel like yourself before that third hits and you're back to feeling like a just a walking garbage can that's the size of Texas. Well, and then it's the size, right? The first trimester yeah. is all about like just feeling sick, but you you're like still you, right? But you just feel sick. Yeah. That that third yeah. trimester is you feel like you're a barge driving, you know, through a canal mm-hmm. all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Wait. Well, Kayla, thanks so much. Appreciate it. We can't wait to talk to you next week and see how uh, how things change. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, Joe. Well, that was that was awesome. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad Kayla's doing great. How are you doing? Before we move on, you know, how are you feeling as baby number two comes? Good. Um, a little nervous, mostly because I've, I'm gonna get to the point where I'm like, I don't remember what to do with a newborn. Hmm. <laughs> I am curious, and I'm excited to hear how your take on this. Because remember when you had Cora, like that first baby, you just felt like everything came naturally, right? Like, yeah, it just flows in. You know, you're just you hold the baby and you watch TV, and it's easy. With a second kid, you have to. But let me let me stop. As time goes on, you evolve as a dad, or as yeah. any parent, I would say. I'm just speaking from a dad's perspective. You would evolve as as a parent into parenting your kids how they are now, right? Like Cora is almost a two year old. Like you're right. you're parenting her as a two year old. Now yeah. you have to switch gears, but you're not really switching gears. You're adding that yeah. newborn gear back in, right? So now you're gonna have to parent a like a two year old and parent a newborn, like you have a newborn, right? Like it's gonna be interesting. It's terrifying. You're gonna have to keep Cora out of the cabinets with one hand and hold the baby with the other. Yeah, it's terrifying. We'll see what happens. That's why there's two of you. Exactly. Exactly. Katie keeps trying to say we she wants three kids. I'm like, you know that means they'll outnumber us, right? Like what do we do? Right. What if they yeah. rebel against us? There's nothing saying That's they can't how they start take a civil control. war. Exactly. <laughs> well, Joe, let's get All some right. news. Yeah, let's do it. You tell me. You came up with the news idea, you break it to me. I did. So I found this article through Facebook. Uh and it was basically Mom finds lost toddler by using a trick found on TikTok. Joe, you are deep in both the Facebook and TikTok. Like, deep in the Facebook and TikTok game. It's it's a little concerning. Yeah. So, I sent it to you, firstly, because it was TikTok, and I thought it was funny. Um, and then I was like, eh, it's not a bad idea. So, this woman in Australia... Um, you know, was at a Kmart. Apparently, they still have Kmarts in Australia. Yeah, that's really odd. I thought they went out of business. Yeah. Um, and uh, and somehow, you know, her gaze just slipped from her kid and her son, you know, wandered off. And I, I don't recall the exact amount of time he was missing, but, you know, she realized pretty quickly that he wasn't by her side. So mm-hmm. she um, told the staff, like, oh, my God, my son's missing. This is his name. And speakers, you know, they got on the speaker saying, you know, so-and-so, your mother's looking for you. But he's two, I think, is what the age was, two yeah. or three. Um, so she remembers looking at TikTok and seeing this 
tip about win your child's loss to go to other parents near you in the area and say, my son is missing. This is his name. This is his age. This is his height. And this is what he's wearing. Um, can you help me look? So that's what she did. So she said, you know, I, everybody around me, like, this is my son. He's missing. He's somewhere in the store. He looks like this. This is what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. And right after, you know, right after that, she had a team knowing exactly who they were looking for. And, uh, and they found him pretty quickly. So I thought it was a pretty good idea. She didn't panic. Well, she did panic, but then well, she realized, okay, you know, here's the best way to find or to solve the situation. So I thought that was a pretty pretty neat tip and trick for if your child goes missing. Yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. I mean, it, it's pretty intuitive. It's just one of those things I don't think people think about all the time. But, like, it's very intuitive to, like, when your child walks away, don't search. Uh, and in the article it says this don't search silently right don't think to yourself yeah. like oh i'm gonna find him or be embarrassed like oh my gosh my kid wandered away like get people involved just mm-hmm. there are parents and people that want to help you standing around you right now just say oh my gosh my son's missing my son's missing he looks like this he looks like this right like get people involved they'll help don't don't search solo don't you know fight silently yeah yeah, so I thought that, that was good. I thought that was a good idea. So definitely something down the line because I know Cora's going to wander off at some point in time. Yeah. So is Ben. The kid's a monster. He'll just walk away. He'll have no no remorse. He just walks. Right. Thankfully, our kids have very distinctive hair. That is a great point. It's funny. Look for the boy with the bright red hair. You don't have to do this for Kayla, but like when I lose Katie in a store, I always look for, for red hair, right? It's yeah. At most, I pick one wrong person, right? Like... So I just look for for the people with red hair, and now I'll have I'll do the same thing with Ben. It's great, except yeah. when Katie wears a hat and I can't find her. <laughs> Has happened to me before. That is a a story from experience. I was looking for Katie in a store. I walked past her aisle three times, and she didn't say anything because she was waiting for me to see how long it would take. And I said, "It's because you're wearing a hat." I didn't know who you were. That's funny. So there it is. Get that... people involved. Get people involved. It's a good idea. I'm looking for a little redheaded boy. That's easy. Yeah. I can say that. He smiles like this. The kid with no eyes. <laughs> Joe, this is a, a vocal medium. No one's going to know how you smile. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. No, that's awesome. Yes, yes. Well, um, what do you say we jump into this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. What do, what do, we, what do we got this week, Joe? To let the people All right. Know. So this week we have an interview with Tom Steinman from Planet Ant. He's actually uh, the gentleman who reached out to us to see if we'd be interested in joining the network. Um, but he's got some pretty interesting backgrounds. Um, currently he's running a soccer training camp and he coaches the youth in his area mm-hmm. um, as well as being a teacher for 10 years. So we figured, hey, that's a pretty good pretty good topic talk about some some coaching especially some kids and and what what that's like what it's like to be a coach yeah. something we have yet to experience something i'd like to do too like i think that was the coolest part is like talking about hey i want to th- like coaching is something i want to get into once my kids go or like how did you do it things like that yeah. so very excited for this interview uh hope everyone enjoys it as much as joe and i did all right, and with us now is Tom Steinman. Tom, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Woo! Yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, you know, uh, glad to be here. I'm a big fan of Dad, so, <laughs> so <are laughs> that's <we>. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't you tell the world a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got involved um, in Plan Ant Podcast and all that, and and you know what you're doing today. 
Yeah. Uh, so I've been probably doing comedy improv for about eight years now. Uh, I am part of the Planet at Farm team. Uh, we are getting back together, doing Monday night improv shows uh, online. Uh, I've done sketch comedy. I've done sports podcasts. I've done political comedy podcasts that I had. You can check out uh, Kumquat Corner if you want to check out. Uh, there's like 30 political episodes. That, it's satire. It's comedy. Uh, it's It doesn't really get too political. I think it brings good points, actually, when it talks about, you know, when you hear, because I play often characters that I don't agree with a lot of times. So that's kind of a lot of fun. Uh, doing research and trying to find their perspective and understand uh, where they're coming from because there are you know things that you don't think about and stuff like that. So, uh, but I've just uh, and then I've also been it's part of the beginning. Uh, we started playing a podcast. I don't know. It's been probably a couple of few years now or something like that. And uh, I did take a break for a little bit, but I've been back with Parker and Jess and Mike. And uh, there's so many great shows that are on, so it's really exciting. Uh, we were planning at podcast, but now it's. Planet Ant Digital because we've added a lot of uh, video shows along with the podcast. So um, it's very exciting uh, to see all the shows, including Detroit Strange. Uh, if you like weird stuff around Detroit, best song ever. If you like music, um, there's sports. She's good. There's just so much going on. And uh, yeah, so I've been probably just hanging around Planet Ant now for three, four years at least. I can't remember. It's just been so much fun. <laughs> we love uh, all the all the shows on the network, but we have a special place in our heart for big song, our best song ever, because they uh, first off, B S E B D E were very close in uh, in initials, and also they were they brought us on right when we uh, right when we joined the network. So we love those boys over there. Yeah, and I maybe as dads agree, maybe uh, I don't have as much time as I used to to like follow the new music and stuff. So I feel like they're really good funnel of like, yeah, they're finding the good music, new music for me, so I can just exactly. listen to them rather than right. trying to have to find it all myself so yeah absolutely definitely go ahead joe okay i I Uh, promise i promise you would be able to do the intro i don't want to step on your toes (laughs) well uh tom we kind of connected and and you let us know that you part of your background is you are a teacher you've been a teacher for quite some time you've taught in detroit um but you also have done coaching refing and running training camps and that's kind of yes. something that really piqued our interest because jared and i are dads of young children and we may coach in the future and we don't know what that's like um, it's um coaching's very interesting i'm sorry did you have another no 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 i just to... just kind of get to start in like, yeah how did you get into coaching um i've always loved sports uh i grew up playing uh that's what me and my friends did outside we i mean we'd make up sports we'd play do decathlons we just had fun playing sports and uh so i i just love playing sports and then uh my first time of i refed as a young kid you know like in high school and stuff like that the recreational soccer league and stuff first of all that i think everybody should ref because like it's not, it's like one of the most difficult jobs. Nobody mm-hmm. likes you at the end of the day. Like no one's like, yeah, you did a great job. It's usually like you missed, you know, it's the few things that you did bad and it might've caused a game or something like that. And even at like a rec league, I've had to throw parents out, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, as like 16, 17 <laughs> oh, yeah. year old and I'm throwing oh, yeah. like adults out and it's just like, come on, like this is how, how can you get so serious about this? So, um, roughing, I, I would just, especially athletes. I would, I try to get them to ref because like they're, you know, they're mean to the refs too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, how did you, you know, like, I just want them to be in their footsteps. Coaching um, could be very difficult because everyone has an ego on your team. A lot of times, right? Everyone thinks that they're, you know, they, they, they're so good or they should play this much. And uh, something I've learned from one of my friends who coaches uh, high school basketball 
one of the first things he does when he gets all the kids together and the parents, he has them write down, you know, uh, if there's how many minutes like uh, per, he just basically asks him, how many minutes do you think you would, if there's this many minutes in the uh, season, how many minutes do you think you should play? And he adds them all up. And it's usually like three, four, five times the amount of minutes are going to be available. Mm-hmm. So everyone thinks that they should be playing a lot more. So to, it, it, you're going to hurt a lot of, a lot of egos and stuff like that, or just um, feelings kind of, we got to explain to them. I mean, so it's really hard too, because um, coaching soccer, I had like 20 kids on my JV team. And Mm. so you want to compete, you want to grow, you want to be competitive, but you also want to allow other kids, you know, who, who would mean a lot to them too, to play a little bit and get these opportunities, maybe score a goal or something that they never dreamed of and stuff like that. So, um, you know, every kid wants to play. So it's just, it's just a, it's a hard thing to do, but it's fun. I like strategy type games like that and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So I, it's kind of something I like doing. I don't know. And then, so my first time coaching though was actually, I was like 21. I, I coached my brother's hockey team. My brother's seven years younger than me. And there he, so he was like uh 14 or it was for like 14 to 15 year olds. That was my first taste of coaching. And uh, it was a spring league. Uh, a lot of parents were hesitant to have a 21-year-old kind of coaching their kid. <laughs> right. and I, oh, yeah. I, I definitely get that now and stuff like that. But the parents were really impressed. I did a really good job, I thought, uh, for my first year. I mean, I look back and I definitely made a couple mistakes coaching, but, you know, uh, in the playoffs and stuff like that, that I wish I would have did a different strategy and stuff. But um, that was my first taste, and I loved it ever since. And then uh, – I never really got to coach too much after that because I did work in uh, Detroit as a teacher at an uh, alternative at high school, and we didn't have extracurricular sports and stuff like that. So it was mostly, yeah, it was all, uh, so this school was a last chance program. Uh, It's called Mm -hmm. Covenant House Academies. You might have heard of them. Um, There's like three of them in Michigan, but it was for kids who basically either got dropped out or kicked out, homeless or whatever. It was like their last chance, and so it was a focus on getting their diploma Unfortunately, they didn't do the extra because I would. I love, I love teaching, but I have learned that I love coaching more. I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's well. I mean, first I'm dealing with mostly kids who want to be there and like that. So you know, so I teach mm-hmm. history and stuff, but not every kid wants to learn history, right? right? Like, uh, especially just history. the way it is. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love psychology. Oh. I love sociology, and I love understanding like why humans do the things they mm-hmm. do, but. Uh, yeah, not all kids are in there. A funny story. So I was student teaching at uh, Flat Rock, and uh, I was teaching U.S. history. And so it was 10th grade girls. And uh, so this one class in particular, it was fourth hour, and there was 28 kids. 25 were girls, three oh, boys. Wow. The boys, yeah, the boys all did not sit by each other. And it was right after lunch, and I got frustrated because I couldn't, keep their attention i couldn't teach them i couldn't even like give them the answers to write down and like and it was just so it was so difficult and i like broke down actually kind of like in front of class it was so you know just because like i just i just didn't know what to do they felt bad after that but after that i went home and i was like these girls are it's not their fault you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying it's not their fault like i so I came up with like, and I came up with one of my best ideas was like, uh, I'm going to pass out key terms and they all have to create, we're going to make our own history book. And so they're going to get a key term. They're going to write the definition or brief summary and then draw a picture of that. And we're going to put it all together and we'll just create our own. And they had like a lot oh, of nice. fun doing that because they were able to like, 
I'm not artistic like that whatsoever. I hate drawing and coloring and this stuff. But a lot of kids learn better that way and do that. And yeah. so I had to just change my mindset and how I taught the subject matter rather than, I don't know how you guys were taught history, but I had a lot of old school lecturers and stuff mm -hmm. like they would just stand up in front of class and just go over and not everybody can learn that way. And I so think, that, I I think that's a really good like lesson across the board for all of us, right? Like it's not just necessarily, but with Joe and I being dads, we talk about this a lot of like, how do you teach your kids, you know, as they grow up, right? Like, uh, Joe and I talked about body image for a long time about how like with Cora, especially growing up, uh, as, as a, as a woman right now is tough, right? Like just the body image and everything like that. And like, how do you teach your kids? And it's that same way, like finding ways that work for them to learn, right? Not just, not just, Hey, I need to teach them, but like, how do I find ways that they can learn to, to be, you know, what I, what they need to be. I think that that's a great yeah. lesson. Yeah, every kid yeah. kid can learn and wants to learn. I haven't mm -hmm. met a kid who doesn't want to learn. Though a lot of times they're afraid or not sure if they know how or feel stupid, and those kids will run away a lot of times. Right? They go to the hallways or they go hide in the bathrooms and stuff like that, or they avoid classes. My mom never graduated high school, and uh, she was very like difficult on me early on because she. It was still always embarrassed by that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. she had me at a young age and had to drop out. She was taking care of me and stuff like that. Uh, but that's something I know, like that was kind of like just on her conscious forever, you know? And I actually, I'm, I said something about when I was a kid, I was in trouble and I had a smart aleck mouth and mm -hmm. I said something like you didn't even graduate high school or something. Ooh. Yeah. And that's like one of the, that's like, probably, like, I still worry. I still feel bad about that. You know, yeah. like, that's probably one of the worst things. And, uh, so like, just from that point, like I've learned that like nobody, like everybody wants to get their diploma or achieve, you know, just, it's just, you gotta like lead them. You gotta build confidence. You gotta like take one step at a time. That's why I learned in Detroit. Some of those students, man, that I came, they were, they were 18 years old and they'd be at like a second grade reading level, first grade math and okay. stuff like that. And you know, it's not like, is that their fault? Probably not as most situations. Like some kids, right. maybe they had a decent home life and they made poor choices. But a lot of times it was more environment, um, you know, and that's what I really learned first hands on. And uh, when you're talking about body and health, so I used to be like 260 pounds. Oh, wow. So um, I'm like 190 right now, I would say, average usually. Awesome. So back in high school, I was a pretty good athlete and stuff like that. But after I stopped playing after high school, I kind of went to college and did a little bit more partying and, you know, just not playing sports and bad diet and not, not, you know, again, being active and stuff. So, uh, when I got there though, I saw a lot of poor diet, right? Like I saw a lot of, fat, uh, Cheetos, hot mm -hmm. Cheetos and stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, I can't just be like, you guys need to do better. And it just really like, I just realized the advantages and the privileges that I had and I knew that I could do better and I needed to show better by doing rather than just like saying. So I really just, it really just, again, changed my mindset of like, I don't have any good excuse not to do better, right? Like I have like, yeah, it was my own fault of what was going on. So it just, again, changed my perspective. And then, you know, I was drinking tea without sugar and stuff and kids saw that. And then I became the tea man. They all wanted like different, I was like handing out and giving teas and stuff like, just by you know just Please yeah you can't you're never gonna like if you're gonna like help people you gotta like show them you can't like mm -hmm. hey you you have to do this you need to do this they gotta like want to do it so 
Um, do you find that a lot? Tried to do. I guess. Do you find that a lot in coaching too? Like trying to show that you talk about like, and so to give you a little background about me, since we haven't really talked before, um, growing up in high school, I was, I was uh, very much into sports. Um, I refed for a while. I also, uh, I coached my little brother's middle school wrestling team when I was just in college. Like I have just an inch, um, my worst, I'll give you a quick, my worst refing story. I was behind the plate refing a little league team and I had a dad storm onto the field about a call in literal first year kid pitch, uh, baseball. I'm like, dude, this kid can barely get the ball across the plate. What do you want me to do? And I had to throw, I had to throw a dad out for coming onto the field. Uh, so that, that was, uh, that was fun. Um, but when you talk about like leading by example and that these kids, like everybody wants time, everybody wants playing time. Um, again, I can identify cause I was a JV football player. I was not very good. And, uh, I got some, I got some pity field time. I'll be honest. I, I we, we, this is a trust <laughs> circle. We can be honest with each other. I got some pity field time. So how do you, how do you instill that in those kids of like, Hey, you got to work to better yourself and, and I'll, I'll show you how to do that. It's hard. It's hard to find that line of wanting to win, being competitive, but also like, so like sometimes there'd be a couple of kids who just didn't go to the, you know, they're my better players, but they wouldn't come to the practices as much as mm-hmm. the other kids who were, you know, and it's like, this kid's much better. Yeah. It's just hard. So, um, it's kind of a feel, I guess. I mean, my best player, I had to, uh, I do coach JV. He was, he went on varsity his sophomore year, basically kind of like towards the end of the year. And, uh, but he kind of lost shape a little bit. So he was on the JV team and he kind of got to his head and stuff like that. And I had to like sit him down and like, and one thing I don't put up with is like being disrespectful to the refs. Like I'm going to sit you down before the ref does because I, I just don't allow that. Like, I understand yeah. heated moments and getting upset, but that's my job. And I, I work in a city, uh, Lincoln Park, and it's uh, – so I now teach at the city I used to – I graduated from, actually. So, oh, um, nice. Yeah, so it's really close and stuff like that. So I know the history, and we've never gotten the benefit of the doubt from the refs and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. just – you know, it's just the way it is. There's bias. They don't give us the calls. Um, they don't – think you know they don't think highly of us is from what i've always gathered playing and coaching so we got to be better than that that's okay um you know life isn't gonna always be fair so i try you know and so that's really the my biggest goal is to try to get their their egos in check their understand you know because that's gonna happen i don't know i love coaching because like so many emotions can happen in a game and stuff and uh and you have to overcome that and you have to be able to control that. You got to be able to keep focus and discipline because like, you know, that split second could be the difference maker. Yep. And, you know, if you're focused, you know, get the ball, throw it in. Like they're not paying attention. That half a second is everything. So it's, um, I don't know if I've answered your question. I know I've gone on a little I, bit more, I, but it actually leads me into my, my <laughs> great next question of like, what's the most challenging part of coaching? Do you, would you say like, if you had to pick one thing that's like, Oh, that's sometimes the hardest part, right? Is doing this. What would that be? Being the tough love. Yeah. The tough love that I feel like I have to do because I do love these kids. And the player that uh, I was speaking about, he's actually somebody I've known for a while because as a teacher, uh, he's on my caseload and stuff like that. So I'm, you know, so like sure. it hurts me to like, but if I don't, they're going to, it's, 
I'm allowing behaviors that are going to hurt them in the future and stuff like that. So um, that's the hardest part is like telling a kid, no, you can't play or sorry, like, because I want everybody to enjoy themselves and have fun and stuff like that. So that's my main goal is that, you know, there's especially this past year, right? Like with all the stress, like, um, which is I, I just started a soccer camp for the community because I have a long-term plan of growing the soccer program. And uh, again, Lincoln Park's had a history of kids growing up, but once they get to high school, they'll go play at these other cities and stuff mm-hmm. like that because maybe right. they have a better program and stuff like that. So prospects. my goal is I st- – what's that? Like better prospects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm following. Yeah. yeah. So like even my brother, when he came up, uh, he played hockey well, for Lincoln Park. And the local next city next to it, Wyandotte, he almost went there because he had a couple of friends that played there and he grew up playing with there. And they won a state title. And, uh, you know, oh, he, he right. could have won a state title. Mm. And he would have added on to that team because he was actually, like, the best player for Lincoln Park and stuff like that. So, But you see that stuff happen all the time. Like, a lot of the best, they just get picked off. And so my goal is to hopefully build a long-term good soccer program uh, along with the varsity coach been working. And so I started a... Uh, a five to 14 year old camp and stuff. And I didn't know what to expect. I was running it by myself. I had a couple of high school, a couple of my high school players, uh, kind of like offering to help out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I was like, maybe I'll get 20, 25 kids. I had over 40 something kids. Awesome. Uh, awesome. It, yeah. So it was great. And I loved it. It was a lot. Uh, so we did five weeks of three days, two and a half hours. And it was like 20 bucks for the whole thing. And after I did it, I got, fa- I was getting Facebook all over me trying to like, wanted me to sign up for soccer camps. And I didn't realize like how expensive some of these camps are. You know, it's like 125 right. to 140 bucks for like a week long thing or yeah. something like that. So, um, but oh, the money awesome. went to the program and I like the, the parents really loved it. I got so many thank yous and kids hugging me and just being called coach is a great feeling. I don't know if you're right. but, like. That's a, that's a like, great oh, transition right there. I like that because that's a great transition. And my next question is like, what's the most rewarding part? You know, what, when you, when you sit, when you're sitting at home, had to do some of the tough love, the hardest part, what, what do you look back on and say like, oh, yeah, that that's right. That's why I coach. That's why I do this. Just <clears throat> building confidence, just like watching kids grow up, you know, uh, I think I'm just really positive and like, uh, so there was like a, it's, it was a long time. I remember watching a video or a study on, uh, there was a computer and it was like in like a third world country or something like that, that they weren't used to computers. And on the screen though, was just like, um, a grandma. And all she did was like give po- positive feedback. And the kids were like able to like learn all this stuff. Like it was just basically positive feedback and being, you know, um, encouragement take goes a long way. Right. Cause like if kids have confidence, like, They'll figure it out. And I don't know, uh, I, that was something I learned from my mom again, was uh, her teacher in like second grade, which she failed, called her stupid. And right. And like mm. when adults call you stupid, sometimes as a kid, you you believe it and you think, oh, I am stupid. Right. And then anxiety creates. And so like, I just never want to make a kid feel that way. And sure. I guess, yeah, just building confidence and just watching kids grow into their potential. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. Um, so one question I have is what is that dynamic like between teaching and coaching and especially with some of your students that you may have on the team as well? So uh, 
coaching helps because again, you build a lot more relationships in the hallways and stuff like that. Like kids talk, right? Like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know a lot of kids, but a lot of kids might know who I am because they, they talk like, Oh, I have him. He's cool. Like I have a pretty good reputation. I also, I co-teach. So I'm a special ed teacher uh, with a, a minor in history. So I found like the perfect job at Lincoln Park. Uh, not many of these jobs exist where uh, with my special ed degree, I can work uh, in a co-taught class. So like, actually, one of the teachers that I would teach with is my old hockey coach. Wow. And nice. He was a teacher nice. when I was there. So it's really cool uh, to be working with him. And the other guy, he's uh, a similar in my age. He grew up actually in Wyandotte. So like similar area, similar age, similar likes, uh, similar uh how to work the computer and using Google Classroom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just in a very good place, and it's cool to work with the co these co teachers because we can like bounce off of each other and stuff like that. Like it's kind of like a podcast, a little bit in class and stuff. You know the way we can banter and have fun. Uh, we've both been doing it. You know I've been teaching eight, nine, ten years now. I don't even know. Similar to him, but he's been teaching like the same world history class forever. So it's like we're at the stage of our professions that it's like pretty easy to us because we've done it so long and done it so well and stuff like that. Um, so it's just, I, I feel very blessed and we're one of the, we're one of the highest paid uh, districts in the state because we have a strong union that we're very proud of too. Uh, one person in the whole district that is not part of the union. That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. So Tom, we're running up against the clock here, but I got one last question for you. It's, it's yeah. a selfish question. 100% a selfish question. Joe and I want to be coaches one day. Like, we, like we want to be the coaches of our, of our kids' sports J- teams. Wait, Jared wants to. I will get forced into that That's role. That's 100%. <laughs> I'm going to coach. Joe is going to assistant coach. There is nothing around. There's no, like, getting out of it. So we need some advice. I, you got to lay some advice on us on how to get, like, to be, like, the best kid coaches that we can be. Like, how do we get into it, and what can we do to be the best ones? My dog just farted and left. I'm so sorry. It stinks <laughs> <in here. laughs> I was like, why did you just leave? And, dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, you know, so at, they're always looking for like uh, four, five, six-year-old coaches. If it's like T-ball, if it's soccer. Um, I mean, there's a lot of YouTube videos. Because like, I, so I, I grew up playing soccer. And... Uh, our coach, unfortunately, didn't really teach us. Like, even in high school, he didn't really teach us. Uh, he was just a good guy, and he, like, his sons were on the team, and they were my best friends. And we kind of ran the team and stuff like that. So when I actually started coaching soccer, I really didn't know how to run uh, a soccer mm-hmm. practice or whatever, right. um, which is funny. And But now, uh, you know, you just kind of start with warm-ups, and you go to stretching, and then you do some skill stuff. And then usually let them play. It's important to let them play, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, just play the game because you learn a lot that way. And you don't want to make it not fun, especially at a young age. Like, there's training and stuff like that. But you don't need to be, like, training necessarily at five, six. You know what I'm saying? Like, push-ups and worrying about, like, of course. that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Just work on, like, playing the game. And uh, just, I mean, you'll learn. You'll learn as you mm-hmm. go, just like you do anything else. You just got to kind of step into it. And uh, you're going to fail sometimes too, right? Like, just like the kids, like, mm-hmm. you're going to make stupid mistakes. I've made, I coach baseball too. So, uh, I, you know, just there's always so much going on that you're going to miss something. Mm-hmm. And that was just part of that. And 
parents are going to get upset at you. Just, you know, just be honest and just, you know, hey, apologize if you did make something or just talk with them out. And I don't know, just uh, it's about the kids, right? So it's not necessarily right. about us or the parents, even though like, the parents want to make it about them sometimes. Um, but, you know, just don't take anything personal and try to have fun. Make it fun. Yeah. And kids will like you. That's a great, right. great broad advice there. It's about the kids, right? Make it about the kids, make it fun, and don't forget about that. I think as parents, we need to keep that in mind all the time, right? It's like, make it fun for the kids. That's what's important. Yeah. Like, it's okay to lose, too, right? Like, yeah. Like, failure's okay. Like, you're not always going to be the best. Like, those are the moments you're going to learn from, anyways, and look back and, like, okay, don't make that same mistake and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Like, so Mm -hmm. um, people have a hard time failing and losing. And I dealt a lot with that in the training camp. Like, like kids, like I don't care what the, I'm like. They're like, "What is it? What's the score? Was that?" I'm like, "Just keep playing. Just keep playing. Right. Have fun. Yeah, it doesn't matter. What it doesn't the score matter. Is. Yeah, yeah, just you know, definitely. if it went in, it went in. Keep you go score another one. Right. right. I th- I think I'm going to start by just being that dad that stands next to the goal when their kids the goalie. You know, there's always that dad when their kids in goal, oh, yeah. they're right there. That's gonna be me. Yep. Fair. That's yeah. fair. That's a good. That's a good place for you, Joe. To just give pep talks. Just pep talk. Yeah, area. it's a lot of goalies are a lot of pressure though for your kids. So uh, oh, totally. You know, just, so just you know, I I love playing goalie because I like the pressure, and I was actually a really good soccer goalie. Um, I even played some goalie at hockey and stuff like that. But it's a lot of pressure because when it, things go bad, it's all your right. It's yeah. it's all <laughs> yeah. your fault. Like it's everyone sees it and stuff. Like as a defenseman or a midfielder, like you might be able to hide your mistakes and stuff. As a goalie, right? You no, know, everyone sees, but. You can steal the game too, right? And that's a lot of fun yeah, too. That's and I've been a part of that true. where, you, you know, you I've beaten a team that was undefeated, or we tied them one-one, and that was one of the funnest things, you know, to happen. So yeah, awesome. it's gonna be a lot, right. a lot of pressure. Nice, awesome. Well, Tom, thanks so much for coming on. Thank, thanks, yeah, for, man. Thanks, thanks for guys. joining us. This was fantastic. I think uh, I learned a ton. I mean, I, I this was yeah. this was awesome. I loved it. I did. Yeah, me too. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was very good. And and real quick before we get out of here, do you wanna plug anything? Your your handles or anywhere or anything else you're doing out there? Uh you can see me on the farm team. I'll be probably performing in a couple Monday nights, I think August second, uh on the Planet Ant uh Facebook group or YouTube, it's all up there. Um you could check out Come Quack Corner uh podcast stuff. There's also YouTube video stuff. Um, but right now I'm kind of going to be working on OBS and working on some behind the scenes stuff. And hopefully nice. I will be having some more stuff coming up this fall. I'm getting married and hope this is hey, coming August congrats. and hopefully I'll be a Yeah. And I want to be a dad too. That's why I want to be on the show. I love working with kids and hopefully, uh, yeah. you know, and I, I learned a lot from your guys' wives, actually. I really, uh, go check out the wives episode on the postpartum oh, yeah. because, um, that really, I think prepared me for some stuff that I might not have thought about. And uh, now I feel a bit more prepared for it. So trust me, Joe and I talk about all the time how our wives, uh, we have to keep the show because if we let them take over, they're just going to run it and it's going to be a thousand times better than (laughs) Joe and I could ever do it. So we have to hold on to to the below average content for us. Yeah. (laughs) Great job, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. Have a great one. See you later. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was great. That was awesome. That was a really, really good episode. It was. Um, the episode's almost done, but that was a really good <laughs> interview in this episode. Yeah, so thanks, Tom, for coming on. We really appreciate it. We 
We appreciate your stories and your insights on all that. Um, we're excited. We're excited to be coaches one day. Yes, we're going to do it. I know we will. Yes, definitely. Um, but thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. We mm. really, really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't yet, go check out their other podcasts. There's so many out there, and there's so many great ones. Um, and thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you can uh, go ahead and give us a review, a subscribe, a like, a comment, and uh, maybe tell one person about us. That would be lovely. Just one. That's all we need. Just go tell one person who hasn't listened yet and say, hey, if you want to be a dad, if you don't want to be a dad, if you've never heard of dads before, just tell them to go listen to the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, just every week we say thanks for, so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on social media. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we are popping off, as the kids say. Joe, that's what the kids say, right? <laughs> do they? I don't know. Uh, youths. Um, <laughs> but we are putting out a lot of content on Instagram and Twitter. Joe and I can both be better. We promise we're going to deliver more. Um, but... Please follow us on our on our social medias. You can find us on Facebook at Big Dead Energy. Um, we just every every little bit helps. And like Joe said, if you could just tell one person about us, that uh, that would be great. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to us talk for another you know, basically the the whole morning or afternoon whenever you listen to it. So for both of us, I'm Jared Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. I remember, click your tongs twice before you use them. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.